The McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu got me thinking. You always ask me for a fry, and when I give you a fry, you always ask for another. Just one, I promise. And another, and another. Thank you. So I better get extra fries. Get all your favorite items like a small fries, McDouble, four-piece chicken McNuggets, and McChicken for just a few bucks. Only on the McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any offer or combo meal. When there's a penalty on the field, referees are there to sort it out. When there's an accident on the road, Sergeant Lindros, I'm glad you're okay. That's where USAA steps in. We help make the claims process easy so drivers can get back on the road fast. Making the right calls. That's what we're made for. USAA. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. San Antonio, Texas. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right. What's going on, everybody? All right. What's going on, everybody? All right, what's going All on, right. everybody? Going we on, are everybody? not late. We were actually here and just having a fun yeah. conversation, not having to do with the Celtics, and we we left you guys waiting. We're sorry. Yeah, that was your fault. You, I didn't want to stop you because you were you were going on, and I was like, okay, we'll just. I just find make I find what wait. we were talking about more interesting than what we're about yeah. to talk about. Me, me too. Me too. Maybe we'll get to it. <laughs> maybe we'll get to it towards the end, but maybe not. Yeah. Just found this harmonica next to my own. Very good. Take that, take that with you to prison. Every time I make a good point, I'm gonna go bring out the harmonica. Yep. What's amazingly, up? Amazingly, amazingly, no hard hats for you. I got the hard hat right here, baby. Just yep. waiting to use it. A couple more weeks now. Ju- Judah has to make it known that they're not really here for us; they're here for one another. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Judah got that in. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> hater of the year award. He gets my red hour back. Hater of the year award. Here's the trader stuff, Jimmy. John, oh yeah. <laughs> I warned John that trader comments might be coming in. <laughs> the pie management. Hey, shout out to who, whoever wrote that. That means he listened to the whole, he stayed on the whole <laughs> so, show. Did you did you say you got to get him? You got get after that. Get after that. I jerk. said flood him with trader comments when he, when we first come on the show. I would agree, Manila, hundred percent best player of the night. And you know what? I, John actually texted us specifically about that play, which he doesn't typically do. So he was pretty impressed with that trade, with that play, as was I. I mean, Hauser just didn't give up on it. He dove about 20 feet, rolled around like like he was in the mud, and somehow came up with the ball and then made the nice pass, and that was that was a great play. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Shout um, out Hauser. So we will talk about a few things. Uh, among them, Celtics locking in the two-seed, potential first-round opponents, um, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Manning's going to eventually come on here and tell you how terrified he is of Toronto. Yeah. Should they ever face? It doesn't matter how um, many times the Celtics beat them. Face, face them again. Um, apparently Bobby went, got angry yesterday, huh? Bobby was angry with the, um, with the performance last night. Yeah. And he was angry with the, with the commenters because they were saying like, it didn't mean anything. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Don't tell Bobby it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't, don't tell, tell Bobby that. You don't. You don't talk to Bobby that way. You don't talk to Bobby. He was fired way. up. Last, he was fired up last night a little bit. Well, I'm gonna, I couldn't even I'm get through get... my ad read. He was huffing and puffing, reading the comments while I was doing my ad read. It, that's weird when somebody steps all over your ad read. I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> that is frustrating. <laughs> um, is. I would imagine. Anyway, uh, we're gonna tell you real quick before we get started. 
Never this happens. Your chance. You should have stopped. Never on happens. It. Um, for those of you out there who are uh, like getting in on some action, FanDuel, as you know by now, America's number one sports book. And I do have to say, um, uh, thank you for those of you who've supported it because um, uh, quite a few of you have. And if that's like I said, is if you do go there and you do like to, you know, place some bets, and we Went do urge beat. you to do it. Yeah, we do urge you to do it responsibly. But if you do it and you like to dabble and it's fun for you, um, you know, check it out. And if you can go through FanDuel.com slash Boston, that would be great um, because then they know that we sent you and they're happy with us. And Baseball's we keep, here. You know, you can just We can keep delivering content um, that that uh, that Judah and all you guys can just crap all over. But yeah, that's cool. You guys hate, hate watch. Yeah, that's fine that you guys hate watch. Um, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, you can just win. keep betting against the Red Sox because they obviously suck. Yeah. Um, what does tonight mean? The two seed is locked ah, in. Ah, there it is. Congratulations to your Boston Celtics, the two seed. Two seed. Um, so fine. Great. You did it. Um, this was, you know, kind of a bummer that, you know, the one was seemingly in reach. And I think um, things had broken a little bit differently. We, they could have been in, in uh, contention. But I think it's it's been a foregone conclusion since that Washington game, um, which is, uh, you know, again, Kind of a shame because um, mm-hmm. maybe they need it. Who knows? But again, it's neither here nor there. I don't think it changes much. Um, you definitely didn't want to fall to three, and obviously, good that they got that out of out of um, out of the way. I'm sure you guys talked a lot about like Celtics Sixers round two yesterday. We did. My question to you, just because I, I missed it, probably should if watch you're, it back, but that's okay. If you're the if you're the Sixers, did you feel good about last night? That's a good question. I, I think no. Because you got nothing from anybody else on your team except Embiid. I mean, Doc Rivers basically said that after the game. Um, so are you happy that you won the game? Sure. But you did win the game without the other teams, you know, one of their best players and Jalen Brown and without Rob Williams as well. So you didn't play a stacked lineup and you needed a borderline all-time performance from one of your guys to do it, which he's not going to be able to do over a seven game series. You just, I don't care who you are. I mean, Embiid is the MVP this year, but he can't put, he can't put, you know, four performances like that. I don't think he can um, against a fully loaded Celtics team. Uh, I think we, you know, we mentioned how the rest of that roster just looks washed talking about Harden, um, you know, PJ Tucker hits three threes out of his, you know, where, um, in that late in that fourth quarter, yeah, they were open, but how often is that going to happen? I mean, you got Maxi who can score. Um, I don't know. I mean, they just didn't really look. I mean, I give them credit. They won the game. They were at home. They they fought back, but it was all in beat. So um, yeah. that that's if you're the Sixers, yeah. that's been your I guess the story of your season. Totally, um, totally. Uh, it's, totally. You know, like I said, I just wanted your take on it because I didn't get What's it. What's your take since you weren't here? I think that um, I think that if I were the uh, what's up, Sherrod? I if I were the uh, if I were the Sixers, I would have been pissed about last night. Let's talk about tonight a little bit. Let's welcome in Sherrod. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? What's going on? What's Gucci, Boomer homie? Free, Boomer free zone last night. So um, you know the kids. Oh boy, the kids got to run everything. Got a lot That's of our unfortunate. System. You guys feel better, Jimmy? 
we do. We felt we felt great. We were up late. You know, we were just swearing, eating candy, drinking soda, <laughs> bunch jumping of on the bed. Yeah. So it was fun. It was a good time. Now we're going to be on our best behavior. Now the, now the adults are back in the room, and now you're going to fake like you were. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yep. What a game, not. <laughs> Holy crap. This was, I can't believe you. I, I, I assumed you were asleep, and that's why you didn't jump on the stream. Yeah. Uh, this was a real crap game. John, you, your, your assessment is not that far off. Yeah, he was point. asleep. Man, listen, if I'm Toronto, I'm pissed right now. They were down not one, not two, but three starters, including, you know, top five, top ten player. You had your full crew ready to roll, and you catch a fat L. And the sad part about it was the Celtics with Jalen Brown and, and the B crew, they didn't even play a great game. They were, they were meh. They couldn't care less about it. Tonight was a tonight was like exhibition game. This number was two. Yes, mm-hmm. four That's or five practice it, exhibition. Absolutely. It felt like a preseason Absolutely. game. Yeah, it was but, a total preseason game. Let's I, just jack some threes. Nobody get hurt. Let's just get in, get out, and call it a day. And when it, when they realized that, you know what, we can probably win this game. Malcolm, take over. Yeah, take us home. Uh, that this was. Uh, I'm if I'm Toronto, I'm just sick to my stomach up with this one. But that's uh, Toronto, like we're. But if like, you're Bobby hey. Manning, this game made you worry about facing Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. I kid you not. <laughs> I want the rage to build inside you for when he comes to bring that take, and I want you like Rob Williams, shoot foot him and a half over the rim, waiting. Listen, to, that. there's something off center about Toronto. Uh, I don't know what it is because it's, 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 they're, they're better than what we saw out there today, but for some reason, things are not quite working the way they should. I think they're going to take a long, hard look about breaking up the band this summer because there, there's no re, there's no excuse for them to go out there and get their ass whipped like this. Uh, Jalen didn't even have a great game. Jalen didn't even go into takeover mode. Jalen was like, you know, getting back to where he was earlier this year, but he wasn't great tonight. He was okay. He wasn't great. They had one guy that played well, and that was Malcolm Brogdon. And basically, Malcolm did most of his work and basically a quarter and a half a play. Yeah. So I want to spin the wheel. Of the things I think that are interesting coming off of tonight, um, Muscala, over, Muscala over Grant and what Grant's role is going to be in the playoffs. And now whether Blake Griffin is legitimately cutting into Grant Williams' minutes in the playoffs. It feels that way, doesn't it's it? it's starting to feel like Blake's going to get – Six and eight minutes. Give you know? me my Blake minutes. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy. Team Blake. <laughs> Jimmy's that guy. There we go. Yeah. Hate to say I told you so, Boomer. No, you uh, don't. No, you don't. <laughs> your ass loves to say I told you so. You're right. Hey, I don't get to you say got a tattoo on your arm that says I told. Other one side says you so. So, so that's on. one thing. The other, I, I don't know how long, how much more we're going to watch of, of Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon clearly being better than Marcus or being being not – and again, it's not – they're playing so well that, like, again, it's hard to it's hard to keep them off the court. It's hard to justify not having them on the court. You saw Brogdon sitting in crunch time last game, yeah. and it's just every the first thing everyone's like, what's going on, guys? So, again, I'm not saying – it's it's a good you need all of them because right now that depth you and I talked about Sherrod 
looks a little less when Grant Williams is playing so inconsistently because yeah. you're, if you're going to go eight deep, you wonder whether Joe's going to break glass and go into the Muscala or into the uh, Blake um, mix a little bit here. Uh, and Grant's minutes are not necessarily assured. feels like he tried to sneak him in in the last – after he put him in timeout, had those DNPCDs, the six-minute game, all of that stuff, the mixed free throws, all of that crap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was he in timeout again tonight because of the uh, because of the tech? I don't know what it is, but I think he tried to get him back in and be like, all right, go do what you do. And it's, it hasn't been good enough. Not, no. Not, not by a long shot. And, and it's it's we're at a point now. Where and we're going to talk about the Jalen Brown Red Arback Award, which is shameful. Oh, we'll spin that wheel. Just we'll spin continue, that spinning wheel. that wheel. All NBA. We Don't love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. I loved it. I loved it. I, I freaking loved it. I heard there. I heard uh, uh, not too long ago on verified sources uh, they are retiring his number on Friday. <laughs> Jalen Brown. <laughs> They're actually going to raise it. They're I raising believe it. To it. The Raptors. And that's it. He's going to have to wear a different number because they're going to retire seven. And he's going to have to pick a different number. And they're going to retire that one, too, when he's done. So they're doing all of these things for Jalen, which is great. I love it. The love that they're showing him, it just makes my heart flutter. Oh, my goodness. Let's start with the rotation stuff here. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Grant's in trouble. Grant's in in trouble. It's like legitimately – Concerning if you're Grant Williams, what your role is going to be? Because well, here's here's the issue. And Hauser might be ahead of him again too. Uh, Hauser stunk up the place tonight. He, he did, but you know, Tommy points. And again, yeah. look at his look at his. He's again remaining competitive defensively. Um, he's getting that shot off quickly, which is something Grant can't do. And he was a plus on the night, even though he couldn't shoot at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but anyway, yeah. Grant is is concerning with Grant. It it, it really is because the, the, what's happening with Grant is. <sighs> The other guys aren't necessarily playing great, but they're doing something that contributes significantly and notably to winning. And Grant's not really doing that. His defense has been pretty good, not great, but pretty good. Yeah, uh, but he's absolutely. not shooting the ball. But he's not shooting the ball well. He's not making the, the hustle, Tommy point type plays. And when you're void of those two things, and there are other guys who are filling that void. I mean, like like right now, Blake for. Eight, as Jimmy, what you want seven, eight minutes of Blake, right? That's what you're looking for, Jimmy. Are you like cool 10. with that? I'm cool with ten. Okay, let's go seven. Let's go seven. Five each uh, half. Seven minutes. Let's go seven. Seven minutes of Blake okay, is awesome. Uh, I love seven minutes of Blake. The minute you, st- the minute the meter hits double digits, that's when diminishing returns are about to set in. Uh, he did a lot of good things in in this game. He's done a lot of good things of late. Uh, and Muscala. So, I'm still not, I'm still feeling more Grant than, than Muscala right now, and uh, I, I think you want to see what Muscala can do, but I, I'm I'm not feeling him stepping ahead of Grant once we get to the playoffs. I still yeah. think that 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 Grant is basically that eighth guy in their eight man rotation. I think I think this, but is he's the, slipping. He's definitely slipping. You know, we we talked about this last night about Muscala because we didn't think he had a great game, and we just kind of said, well, like they traded for the guy. They probably didn't use him a lot as much as they could have or should have to really know if he could even be a part of their playoff rotation. So I think this might be sort of a last last ditch effort to see how he plays out there with some of these guys that, you know, if there is going to be a situation, Sherrod, where, you know, they need to go to Muscala, do they have any sort of faith that, you know, he can sort of keep them above above water there? So I think that's more of what this was tonight. But, I mean, I also think he played well tonight overall. I, I don't think that he was a liability by any stretch out there. 31 minutes. Um, and, yeah, obviously it's cut significantly into into Grant Williams' minutes right there. 
Um, and so did Blake, of course. Um, but Grant has this is a, not played this well is a better enough. Matchup. Grant has not played well enough to earn any sort of like guaranteed minutes in the playoffs. As far it's as gonna it's gonna be situational with him at this. I think it's pretty clear. And and this was a matchup where we, if you look at just Mike Muscala's build and what he does on the floor, he's a better matchup in this type of game. Longer, taller. Yeah. Yeah. And you're gonna so, be playing longer. It's a long team. Right. It's a tall team. Right. But, but if let's say, but if so let's the say Bucks, the, but if, so but if the they're playing, but if they're playing, let's say the Miami Heat, for example, I'm probably going to go. It's not terrible with, defensively, honestly. Right, I'm probably going to go with Grant <laughs> over Muscala. If they're playing a team like the Miami Heat or a team that's that's constructed right. a little bit different, but give, but Muscala, he had a good game because in part because this is a good matchup for him. Sure, but you, you but you. So good on him for for stepping up in a situation where he was yeah. called upon, got the minute, 31 minutes he started, and, and I thought he earned those minutes tonight. And again, it gives you a little bit more confidence in their ability to go to him, go with him because you know who I think he has passed Sherrod is is Bobby's buddy Luke. Luke. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to see much of Luke in the playoffs at this rate. But getting back to Grant for a minute, I think the difference right now between Blake and Grant is that Blake kind of I think hurts you less when he's out there because he's not really going to try to do too much where I feel like Grant took a couple of like tough shot, like couple really off three pointers tonight. Mm-hmm. There was one specifically where he had Rob Williams cut into the basket and he right. took the shot, shot missed badly. It's like, you got to make that, you got to know to make the right play. And I think Blake makes that pass because Blake's not trying to look for his Blake's not trying to cash in on a $15 million a year uh, deal next year. That is, that isn't coming. Blake knows where he's at with that. So when Blake's out there, his mindset the whole time is, you know, what can I do to help these guys on this possession? You know, what can I do defensively to, you know, get the stop? And I think and Grant's head right now is just a little bit more all over the place, and it shows. Well, you know, you know what the thing is, Jimmy? It, Blake is a freaking future Hall of Famer. I mean, there, there's nothing that he's yeah. going to see in, in at this point in the season that he hasn't seen, you know, dozens of times before. And so because of that, he has just the, the experience and wherewithal to know what he can do and how he can impact winning. Uh, Blake knows that he, he draws charges. Uh, he's right. able to rebound the ball. He's able to pass. He, he does a lot of the things that when you are at this point in your career, so many people tell you, you've got to change your game around. Otherwise, you're going to be out of the league. And Blake just said, I'm just going to change my game around. And I'm not even worried about anything or anyone else is saying. And he's been, and, and low, I mean, low key, Blake has been kind of like slow dripping his way into this damn playoff rotation all season long. Every he gets two or three minutes here. And they've been slow well. playing. They've been slow playing Blake. They're just ramping him up for the playoffs this whole time, Shiraz. It feels like that a little bit because when you look at the things that he does in that limited window that he gets to play, uh, it's mostly positive. It's been that way most of the season. Uh, and at first, you're wondering if maybe it's a, maybe the issue is it's just conditioning isn't quite where it needs to be. Uh, but uh, like I said, Jimmy, I, I, if I could ten and under is what I'm I'm feeling for Blake. Once I get past ten. I'm just not going to give my money's worth with him. And he's great in like seven, eight minute stretches. He's really good for this team. And often in the playoffs, Jimmy, and you know this, that might be the difference between you winning a game by four as opposed to losing it by two. Yeah. Also, everyone just likes him more. Uh, (laughs) That that is also true. Most likely to succeed, he he gets gets a popularity vote. I don't know who out there is a Madman fan. Any of you guys ever watch the show? Uh, no, I've great, seen him a few great times. line from Roger Sterling, the, uh, the, 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 the sales guy, John Slattery, local guy, actually Massachusetts guy, Boston born, uh, when he's, he's, he's talking to one of the account guys, Pete Campbell, who messed something up 
And he's like, I don't know if anyone's ever told you how many times in this business it just comes down to, I don't like that guy. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah. I always think about it. It's like, Grant's just like hard to like, like, right? Hard to well, love. We know right the refs don't like I still, him. Love, I still <laughs> love Grant. You know? Grant's still my guy. It's just that he's yeah. just not playing well. And there's no reason to really love him that much now if you didn't already love him before. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's just, I think, not yeah, well. it's nothing personal. He's right. You know, it's just like, you, what can you do for the team right now on the court? And if, if your head's not in the right it place, might be or personal. if you're like, thinking he too much, on you. you think, you think Joe's not like, God, Jesus <laughs> Grant. I mean, for us, for Sherrod, like we're not, we're not attacking his character. Like, no, not, like literally don't, we literally don't not like him, but it's just like, no, I think everyone likes him. Like in that little brother yeah. sort of way. It's just annoying. Can you right not now? do like, that annoying up. thing? Like, yeah, right. like I love my kids too, but at the end of the night, <laughs> I, I want to friggin' murder them. You know, like, it's just like, it's like, just, but they're your kids. Shut up. You know, like, stop. You know how the referees feel about him for sure. They yeah. definitely are not fans of his. And last yeah. night we, we mentioned it last night again, another situation where if you're Grant, like what the hell is wrong with you, man? Don't be barking up, up and down the court after you didn't get the call you wanted. And like, it's just stupid. And whether or not you agree with the tech or not, you shouldn't be barking at the official while the game is being played. Yeah. I would be upset if I were Grant if that were like precious Achua that was smacking me in the face and they weren't True. calling that. But this was, you know, Joel yeah. Embiid, Embiid. And like always the front been, runner for league yeah. MVP. I mean, it's like getting mad if LeBron James bodies you off the block. Yeah, yeah. it's LeBron freaking James. But that's he's going he, he, to get, get those non calls. Yeah, Grant's going to get those non calls. Right, but. Uh, yeah, I, that was just an absolute brain fart, and then some. With but Grant it's happened and, a few times. It does. It does. And, and he, it, to me, everyone comes back from it. Well, most people come back from the offseason with something about their game that they're better at. And that needs to be Grant's uh, improvement, you know, booklet this year that he needs to work on. Jimmy, what the hell are you doing, Jimmy? I'm trying to get my focus back. You, I'm all blurry here, man. You didn't see that? What, so did, did, what, me talking about Grant just threw your focus off? I guess so. Is, is, is there a correlation between the two? This is what my brain looks like. This is what my brain feels like. It's a brain fog. I, I say the word brain fart and Jimmy immediately commits a brain fart. <laughs> are you, are okay. you better, Jimmy? Okay. I don't think go. so. We'll just go on. Sorry. Yeah. Don't mind me. Okay. I'll just be over here trying to refocus. Did John freeze? Did we us? lose John? Jimmy, damn it. See what's going it's on. It's your right fault. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Okay. Right. Well, anyway, I'm going to keep talking John. about Grant uh, because here's the thing about Grant um, he does great people's nerves there's no doubt about that but i, I still think that and then I, i'm going to stick to this grant is going to win you a playoff game i'm, oh, I'm just God. going to say it right here we now. go grant is going to have a game where he is going to be the difference between you winning and losing that doesn't mean he's going to go off for 30 but he's going to have like a 90 second stretch or a two minute stretch where he's going to play at a level that's going to get you over the hump on a night when you need someone to step up i'm absolutely 100 convinced that he's going to do that we can't hear you john John's connection is weak and we can't hear him, but we can see him. And, and Jimmy, your boy, we still can't Blake, Blake's going to have a game like that too. He's yeah. going to have a 12 minute game where he's going to, he's going to just will you to win. And that's what you need. If you're going to win a championship, you're going to have to have multiple guys on your second unit to step up. You know what you're getting out of Malcolm. You know what you're going to get out of Rob Williams, but Blake Grant, 
they are major X factors who on any given night could be the difference between you winning and losing a game. And, I, and again, those two guys on different nights are going to find a way to win your game. If you're the Celtics, you're going to win a playoff game with those guys. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I guess the mark of a championship team is guys kind of coming in role players that who have accepted their role throughout the year and they just wait for their moment. Right. I mean, that's what you need. Yeah. Now we talked, I think last week, and this came up earlier this week, I think on national TV, but, the deep, you know, the deeper team. I think you guys both said the Celtics are deeper than the Bucks. With a Grant Williams playing the way he is, do you guys still feel that way? I mean, Rob looks pretty good tonight. I think that he is kind of rounding into form, and that's huge for them more more so than Grant would be. So I guess if you have Rob playing close to his his, you know, what we can expect from Rob and Brogdon playing just awesome basketball, you're definitely seven very very strong players deep, and then that eighth. Might be a rotation, whether it's Grant, Blake, yeah. Scala. That could be sort of a committee eighth eighth guy, depending on matchup wise. I mean, is that enough? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is enough. I, but again, Jimmy, you know, and once you get into the playoffs, it really does become a matter of matchups. Yeah, uh, and, and and there's going to be factors that are coming to play that you have no control over. I mean, people forget that Golden State, when they won their first championship, every team they played during that run was missing a key starter. And it was, I think it was, I think it was a point guard for almost every team either didn't play or missed some mm-hmm. games in that particular series. And so sometimes you got to, you got to catch some breaks that you have absolutely no control over, but what you can control is how you play. What you can control is having nights or ha- having your, your best players do what they do, but also understanding they're not going to be great every night. So you need someone to, to augment that void. And I, I think the Celtics, they're going to have, three guys coming off that bench that I think any one of those three uh, can be that difference maker. So, and, and you, you, we touched on Rob a minute ago. Rob, I thought was really good tonight. I thought he was really good tonight. Like he Am made I, some plays that we haven't seen him make in like weeks. Am I here? Yes. Yeah, you're here. He did. Um, he looked pretty good. I figured you'd be back when we talked about Rob. That's why yeah. I brought him up. John. I just didn't want to speak in case I, you couldn't hear me, but um, yeah, Rob, I thought Rob was, um, Rob was solid. Rob did not look worn down by the amount of minutes he played. Actually, right. that looked pretty good. Um, and he made some plays in the fourth. I mean, he, that that block shot. I mean, that was nice. I'd like to that. see. I'd still like to see them go to him as a vertical threat on offense a little bit more than they have been. Um, he thought, did have. He had one lob, but they're really relying on him just to be active on the glass, and that's his main role on offense right now. And a ball yeah. mover. He's a yeah. good ball mover. Ball ball gets out of his hands quick. He's very fast. He can skip it to the other side, find open shooters. His passes are very quick and very accurate. They hit shooters right in the hands. So, I mean, he's getting, he moves that ball. And then just the effect that he has with just how long he is, the rebounding difference when he's in the game is just insane. So that stuff, it's not only good to have it, no one else does it. Right. So it's a thing that doesn't – it completely goes away when he's not there. Mm-hmm. You lose a ton, you know. There's other players you could lose in the lineup, and you're like, okay, I can supplement this with that, this with that. Rob, you're cooked. There's no one who does what he does out there for them. And you see the big drop-off when he's gone. All the things he does well, the team stops doing well. Yeah. You know, the rebounding, all of that stuff, the defense slips. And as soon as he comes back, it all goes back up to that level. So that's the whole difference with him is like – it it is it is a real other level for them uh, when he's out there because because their other bigs just aren't like him. 
you know, right. Horford's closer to like a three and D guy than a mm-hmm. true big. Obviously, he'll bang right. some, and there's no one else out there who's even coming close to what he's able to do. I just wish that when he has certain mismatches, he tries to exploit them. Because there were a couple, there were a few times where he has the ball on the go, elbow. Go, and go, go. You've got a guy that's six five. You've got Scotty Barnes on you, or you've got mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Van Vliet on you, and you're swinging the ball out to Derek White. No disrespect to Derek White, who's had a great year, but. I feel more confident that you can take this this guard and, and beast his ass on a block, get a layup, than swinging the ball out. That's kind of where I'm at with him too, Shroud, and I've, I've been saying this all year. It almost feels like he just doesn't think about, like, offense. He doesn't think about scoring. Right. Unless it's a lob. Yeah. Right. But even tonight, like, I thought White I thought White looked for, looked for him a couple times in transition, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But he needs to demand the ball. I mean, this is a game where Tatum's not, not in. Tatum's not there. Wait till next year when Brown's not in the game or whatever. Like, dude, you you have that skill, you have that capability, you have that physicality or or that whatever you want to call it. He's athleticism. Just call for the ball. They'll give it to you. I guarantee you. Though, if you call for the ball, your guards will give it to you in the block or wherever it is. But he just but never he- does. Four field goal attempts tonight. Like again. That's not enough for me, but I was happy that, like John said earlier, he didn't look winded out there. 31 minutes. I mean, if they can get, geez, if they can get even close to 31 minutes every game from him, then that that's awesome. Um, so did, you'll take it. But I want to see more in the long run. He's yeah. the one that's deciding on not looking right. to score because they're getting him the ball at times and positions where all he needs to really do is make a dribble or two, and he's on the block with a smaller defender or, or whoever's defending him. I, I I wish next season we see Rob's post game evolve because he's got. I mean, that, that's. I mean, could you imagine if, if if Rob actually went to the block and tried to shoot three four times a game in addition to the lobs? That opens things up for everyone. Have you ever seen um, this? This is a minor thing. You ever see Rob's like workout videos for the draft? I know. Wait, why I haven't looked at him in a, I haven't looked at him in a long time. All I'm time. saying is if you go Google it, go YouTube and check it out. Jimmy loves his YouTube clips. Um, <laughs> you just watch him. And again, all, some of this stuff is against a coach or right. a chair. You know what? All I'm saying is you see him catch square, dribble, move, you know, score, dunk, yada, yada. It's stuff that he did. And somehow he's just determined this isn't what I'm supposed to do at the NBA. It's stuff that like looked fluid when he was doing it, granted against no competition. I think he forgets that, like, one, I'm allowed to. Two, I'm as I'm athletic as F, and I absolutely should be able to do it. And I just – you're not going to see him whip out any new stuff this year. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, uh, real quick, uh, before we get moving, Back. I want to tell – while Jimmy's uh, getting his Wi-Fi together, you guys like basketball? We're going to talk a little bit about baseball as well. Grand Slams, no hitters, double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And new customers in mass can get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports, from the money line to point spreads and player props and much, much more. So bet now on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Now, you must be 21 or over and present in Massachusetts to take part in this deal. Your first initial wager must be made with real money. $10 initial deposit required. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Hope and help is here. If you have a gambling problem, check out gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Go to gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Um, so, okay, let me just say something <clears throat> real quick. Imagine, yes. imagine going to that Red Sox game today. It was like <laughs> so freaking cold out. It was like 40 degrees. It was just like bitter outside. You're playing... One of the worst teams, maybe the worst team in baseball in in the in the freaking Pittsburgh Pirates. Probably nobody can probably name one player on that team. And then if you're the if you're the Red Sox fan, like you can probably only name a couple players on their team too. I would have rather gone to work today. If somebody said, "Hey, come to the Red Sox game with me," I wouldn't have gone. No way. Yeah. I would rather just go to work. So you could not pay me to go to a Red Sox game. Yeah. I, it would have to be my job, and I feel bad for people whose job it is to go to the Red Sox right now. I do too. That, that actually, the Red a, Sox. The Red Sox is what what put the fork in me, and that yeah, <laughs> they killed me yeah. as as a reporter. Yeah. Um. um yeah, so yeah, that's a tough. Uh, it's a tough one. Tough things going on down there. Anyways, um, we're gonna hear. We talked about the Celtics clinching the two seed. We're gonna hear from Malcolm Brogdon right here, talking about what it means to him <laughs> come to Boston. And B, can you still hear me? Yeah, I was just yeah. reading a comment. Sorry. No, my something told me things were weird here. Here's Malcolm talking about uh, the two seed. Does that? What does that mean to you? That's that's everything to me. It's league. Um, does that? What does that mean to you? That's that's everything to me. Um, I want to win. Uh, the the last two seasons for me were rough. Not being able to win. Um, I'm a winner. I I feel like I've been known as a winner. I, I want to be known as a winner when I'm when I'm done playing in this league. Um, and I want to win at the highest level, and that's winning a championship. So uh, being in Boston, being a Celtic fits me perfectly. Can we just vote him in to just run the world? Forget about, like, president. <laughs> Fuck that. Just run the world, Malcolm. I'm a winner. He's a new world leader. I'm a winner. B hey. word. I'm a winner. That's I it. Malcolm. I like that's Malcolm, it. too. That's it. You know what? <laughs> It's hard to not like Malcolm. It's a breath of fresh air to hear something like that, too, because I think a lot yes. of guys that, you know, some of these guys, I think they get a little bit too conditioned with us, you know, winning, just winning for the sake of winning and not really realizing that there's a lot of players in this league that don't have that opportunity, right? Or just it's not easy for them to come back. Or they had it and then it got taken <laughs> away or they, you know, one one way or another, they, got, they ended up on another team and they just kind of lost that. So to have it again, I think you appreciate it. You can see how much he appreciates being in a winning organization on a team that's that's winning so kind of just it's that 30 year old perspective too you're in the league you come in you're trying to figure it out you're trying to make it you recognize you're going to take some lumps along the way on a team on a couple teams that are competitive maybe not and then you just don't think that it's just going to go dark on you and all of a sudden you know you're spending a few prime years in a in a crap situation and you're like "Uh uh-oh clock is ticking on me being like a useful guy here like and Mm -hmm. I got to put my if I'm going to put my stamp on something to be part of something real, I got to make a move. And it's really around the time and around that age when people start to really think about it. You know, 30, 31, 32. I got a few good decent years left before I'm, you know, Udonis Haslam. So like, I got to I got to <laughs> you know. yeah. 
Literal <laughs> dinosaur. I may bounce from team to team, but I'm not doing anything anymore. You know, so like this is it. And, you know, I mean, he's been he's been phenomenal, uh, you know, in he, every in every way imaginable. And we are going to segue a little bit to the he overall, should be six man to the overall um, uh, to the overall, uh, overall. Uh, guard situation. But we are going to hear from here's Missoula. You mentioned that six man situation. Here he is talking about oh, okay. uh, Brogdon and uh, everything that he's been kind of doing here. It mean a lot. Um, the humility that he brings um, to our team. Uh, he takes really that pride in the second unit. And, um, you know, in order to be a great team, you have to have people like that. Um, and we have that from top to bottom, and different guys do different things. And, you know, Malcolm has come in here with patience, humility, and understanding. And, you know, credit to the locker room for, you know, embracing and empowering him. And um, I hope he gets it. He deserves it. Um, when he plays at a high level, we're really good. And, uh, you know, our depth is uh, a huge strength of ours. The, the big thing about oh, Malcolm that I, I think kind of gets lost in, in, in the sauce mm. is he plays with a sense of urgency. Like when he's out there, he mm. legitimately looks like he's trying to do everything he can win to, to win that game. And we we all know, you know, there's there's some games where Tatum looks like he's coasting. There's some games where Marcus looks like he just we don't know where the hell he's at. Uh, JB, but Malcolm, he's been that 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 steady, consistent. I'm trying to get this win, fellas. Come on, y'all with me? Yeah, I love Malcolm. You gotta yeah. love Malcolm. He's, he's a hard dude not to like it. Um, and he's been like that even professional, like, right? When he yeah. came like, into the league, he had that sort of professionalism. Too. It's a job. I'm here to work every night, and I go to work every night. There is no. You're gonna have that's I guess when people get annoyed with some things with the Celtics, that's what it comes down to. No one expects perfection over 82 no. games. I don't think that's why people get down. No one expects you to sometimes you're gonna we all wake up and it's just like I got nothing today, and you just slog your way through a day. That's gonna happen from time to time. But like the frequency with which you see kind of waning effort sometimes, passive defense, not mm-hmm. taking things seriously, taking trips and turns down the off down the floor, choosing in the moment to not try versus what would have taken a little bit effort, you know, to close out or to box out or to, you know, go for that loose ball. And watch watching that happen <clears throat> definitely drives you nuts, particularly for the young spry players who are 24, 25, 26. Like, come on, you guys, that can't be you, you know, doing that. And Brogdon, he's had bad games too, but it's he brings he looks the same every single night. Right. I've said this a million times. He's had games where he shoots two out of 13, and I still felt like he played well because he had the same approach, the same process. I'm going to attack. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to play the game I, the way I play the game. He almost never deviates from that. You don't see him just kind of like, ah, today I'm just going to stop trying to attack the paint and go into the basket. I'm just going to sit out here and just jack it because it's hard work going into the paint. He's always trying. He's always trying to do the things that make him Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, like, help them win and that the team needs. I yeah. I think people appreciate that. They do. And, and, and it's, it's, it's contagious when, it, when you see it happen, and particularly when, it, when you have a guy like Malcolm who, when you look at his salary, he's making starting guard money. And yet not only is, has he been – he embraced the fact that he's going to come off the bench, he has not once bitched or moaned about not playing more, even when we all know that his the way he's been playing, he could easily 
easily go to Joe and say, you know what, Joe, this 27, 28 minutes a game, I could do more if you get, if you put me out there more. Uh, he's never done that. And, and, and again, it, it's, he's just a perfect complement to a team that came so close to winning a championship to try to run it back. He's mm-hmm. the, a, the perfect addition to what you need to, to get over that hump. Perfect. And I want to say something else, too. I know that we just saw a comment, quickly is going to win sixth man of the year. My issue with that is that quickly has started like 20 games this year. So I feel like a lot of his success and a lot of the hype that you're getting around quickly has been in the games that he's been a starter. It's been a recent, you know, recently all the hype for quickly has come about. Let's say I really think it really started against Boston, to be completely honest, the game where he just torched. I was, I was actually at that game and he he was jumping around like dancing all over, all over the place. Um, But all the hype kind of started later on in the year when he was starting games. Brogdon's been a consistent sixth man from start to finish in the true sense of the word. And that's why I think he's been the best sixth man this year. Not fit, not, not a spot start, not a guy who's starting a lot of times and not a guy who's getting a ton of play, a ton of points when he is starting and a lot more bigger of a role. Cause there's been situations this year. We've all said, why wouldn't they just start Brogdon? Why are they starting? Hauser or why are they starting whoever they've just wanted been they just wanted to be consistent Brogdon's the sixth man maybe that's what he wanted too I, I have no idea I'm sure he would have done any, anything but point is he's a true sixth man this year and if it goes too quickly I guess that's just what the voters are just going with you know going with the hype train and going with stats but when it comes down to it Brogdon's a true sixth man and I, that's why I think he should get the award I can't I can't see them not giving it to Malcolm I, I just don't really because right I, now the betting favorite is quickly I would I would put my money on Malcolm. I, I think the voters uh, are are going to typically look at where does that team finish, what's his impact on them finishing there, and whatever his numbers look like. Uh, Malcolm's numbers are all coming off the bench, uh, and, and the Celtics are going to have at worst, at worst, the second best record in the NBA, at worst, and and so like he's what- your best. In Philly, Philly's going to be what, what, what fifth, sixth, <laughs> or New York? I mean, right. I, I don't, I, I can't see how you can compare the two and say that the guy whose numbers might be pretty good, but his team is like maybe fifth best in the East, yeah. fourth best in the East. I mean, Quickly's nasty. I love Quickly. I love his game. He's I love a good player. Love the energy he's just brings. not the best six man in the league this year. He dropped thirty nine points tonight, but he started. So like, so what? So. What are we right. talking about here, you know? Right. right. So it's almost like you're comparing two different categories of guys. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I know this. I know the Celtics, you know, they, they, they tend to kind of slow drip their, you know, their promotional stuff for guys. But they really need to be pushing Malcolm for six men of the year. They really need to do that because he deserves it. He's He has done everything they've asked him to do. Word. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm not sure why that, that hype train hasn't started yet because it should. To be honest, everyone's working on the Jalen campaign right now. (laughs) And and, and speaking of that, speaking of the Jalen, what else can we give Jalen? I I got, I I got some chapstick. I got a Snickers bar. Malcolm, my my phone. You open the phone. Malcolm, do you need this locker? Because we were thinking of doubling up Jalen's space. Hey, Malcolm, Um, we were we were going to give you the Red Auerbach Award because honestly, you actually do deserve it because you kind of do epitomize what it means to be a Celtic. But we got to give it to Jalen Brown right now, man. If you mind. Yeah. Make sure I go ahead and take it. Yeah. 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 So that's that. <laughs> Word probably should have been his, to be honest. But. 
You know, I thought I, I thought he was going to get it. I thought it was going to be Malcolm, honestly. Like when they when they're just year one though, you wonder if that chafes somebody. You know, well, like someone like Marcus, who's well, like, let's put it this way: you know, Marcus never got people, it. Yeah, he, he got a one year. He's got yeah, it. He's already got but, it. But so but so did Kyrie. So there you go. <laughs> oh, are you, you serious? Go. Yes, 2018. We have to wipe wipe, wipe that one off. We have to wipe that one off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I, I forgot that he got it, but, you know. That's sad. Yeah, but real. You know who won last year? That would have been Marcus. No. Was it Al? It's Rob. Rob got it last year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. They're just, they're just given, they're just given, they're just, Picking a name out of a hat, and you get one, and you get one, and you get one. <laughs> yeah, the okay, Jalen Brown. Who didn't, who didn't get one yet? Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. the, Jalen, the Jalen Brown one comes at an interesting time for sure. I think it's like a more of that. it's like. Jaylen, I mean, let's let's be yet? real. We know what this is, and honestly, <laughs> I am not I mad think, at them. I don't think anybody objects. It's just so blatant. You know? I love yeah. it. I love it was it. kind of funny. I mean. He came out in his mask to accept the award. I don't even know if he said a single word to Wick. Like you just, <laughs> just took the, he just took it and you know thanked the, thanked the crowd. Wick kind of backed off. That was just kind of a weird. It was a warm moment. Well, yeah. if Malcolm, Malcolm will get it next year though. Malcolm will get it next year. Yeah, I just think it's it's like Jalen Brown just like, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to be here in the long run. <laughs> and by the way, the city sucks. But uh, it still looks like all right. Here's your award. <laughs> That only two Celtics have won the award more than once. Two Celtics. Who do you think it is? Paul Pierce. Oh, yes, that's one. The other one is, should be easy, Jimmy, since you got Paul Pierce KG. right off the bat. Yes, there you, yeah, go. there you go. Well done, Jimmy. Two real well Celtics done. right there. Well Talk done, Jimmer. That's my, that's my era, Sherrod. That's well my era. done. These young bucks, well done. they don't know. Do we let Bobby in? Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Hey, and so, and so I totally time. agree, Sherrod. I think Toronto would be the worst first round matchup. <laughs> yeah, I'm hey. a little scared of them too. <laughs> it was another grind tonight. Three games against Toronto, three and zero, of course, all decided by a few than six points. Uh, John, a year ago, <laughs> everyone's everyone's terrified of Brooklyn. Celtics sweep them. You still got to go. Oh, every game was decided by fewer than seven points or average of seven points. Can't be the same deal with Toronto. Uh, why is that? Why can it not be the same deal with Toronto? Just curious. It can be. That's what I'm saying. I but think you just said it can't. How the hell, Bobby? How I'm, the hell does I'm that saying work? For you John, just said it can't. For John and a lot of these fans, it can't. It can't be the same. I mean, everyone was sounding the alarm on the Nets last year. Now. This loss probably knocks the Raptors out of that picture. But I didn't want to see Toronto round one. I think tonight was another example of why they could probably push that series a little longer than you would hope a first-round series would be. Bobby, listen, Toronto was a major disappointment tonight uh, on so many levels. How, How can you go into a game fighting for your playoff life on a road against a team that is down not one, not two, but three starters, three starters, and you not only do you you play them close, and you and you're at full strength. How do you lose a game like that, Bobby? Are the Celtics that they're def, that good? I don't think so. I don't think it's, it's that good. 
Toronto should have won this game, and they know it, and they know it. I think the biggest thing is Van Fleet. I don't know what's been up with him all year. He's going to suck this year. That's what's up. The shooting's been brutal. A couple balls off the backboard today. I mean, I was texting the chat. It looks like that team just tosses the ball at the rim and goes try to grab it again. Uh, They were brutal offensively tonight, but they still played you within two in the final minute. Within two. Bobby, they should have been up by 22. Bobby, I liked – you know what I like best about tonight? I like that your hair is parted on the on the correct side. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Because the, the, the guy, whatever you guys did with your mirror view last night was so I don't bizarre. know who did that either. But it was bothering you because you texted Amit. And then Amit messaged us. And I was like, Amit, I don't effing care if we're in mirror view. Bobby's Horford jersey was show. reversed and like in Russian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the whole thing was so funny. Well, either way, you're probably not seeing this team round one now. So we can Which put team? this argument to bed. Toronto. I think it's going to be. Let's go Atlanta. Let's go Atlanta. Atlanta go. or Miami. And I know some of you guys are scared of Miami. So make your case for them because I don't believe I'm, in them at all. I'm not afraid of Miami. I just think that Miami is going to make you work. And I don't want That's to. That's what I think about Toronto. I don't think Toronto's going to make you work. That's the thing. I don't see that, Bobby. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about our next partner here on The Garden Report, and that is Athletic Greens. It's a product I started taking literally every day since AG started working with us here at The Garden Report. I use it because I want everything that AG has to offer, better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. I didn't want to chase a bunch of pills and vitamins. I just wanted to have one supplement that did it all for me. And that's exactly what athletic greens does. So what exactly is it? What are you doing when you're taking athletic greens or AG one, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens that help you start your day, right? It's a special blend of ingredients that supports, as I mentioned, gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, uh, all those good things. So again, get into AG1 right now. It's lifestyle friendly. It's diet friendly, no matter what you're on right now. Uh, Paleo, uh, gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free, it really doesn't matter. AG1 fits with your diet. It only has, actually has less than one gram of sugar. Uh, It's a highly endorsed product, over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts, and AG1 is the supplement for you. So again, uh, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens and us here at The Garden Report are going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash garden. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash garden to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This episode is brought to you by Disney+. Plus. For the Bell family, basketball is everything. But can they navigate the game of life together? Based on Kwame Alexander's critically acclaimed best-selling novel and narrated by David Diggs, The Crossover, streaming now on Disney+. Plus. You don't think the Celtics had to work tonight? I think the Celtics played this one with they the had three starters of, an ex- of an exhibition game with three starters out and still won. 
and almost like 76ers in Muscala down the stretch. I thought like, they didn't. Yeah. Hauser worked. <laughs> Muscala and Hauser, the guys who never get to don't get to play as much, were worked with their starting they were minutes. Working. Rob was active. Jalen Brown. 50% effort tonight because that's all he need, needed this to was, do. This is how good Jalen is. This was like an average game for Jalen. Yeah. Uh, he didn't play bad. He didn't play great. This was average. 25 points is kind of what he does on a night-in, night-out basis. When you're down three starters and the next best player on your team has an average night and they still find a way to beat you and you're at full strength. Yeah. No, you're not. I'm, Plus I, there's I, also – yeah, the, the downside to Miami too is the only the, – the, the one, you know – we're not going to say full on weakness, but the one area where you're a little bit concerned heading into the playoffs is coaching. And there's really only yeah. one coach in the play in the entire playoff picture who you're, who, who actually can out, can flat out just out coach people. And that's Folstra. I think everybody mm-hmm. else is, you know, you're not worried about doc. You're not worried about bud. And again, my, worried about nurse? Go, my no God, no. he's going to lose his job, Bobby, after he gets swept by whatever team they play in the first <laughs> he's round. He's already setting like, himself up for like the, you can't fire me. I quit. He's already said I it. Like everything comes time. to an end. He's literally given his farewell press conference. I love it. Already. I love it. I love it. Pro so move. no, uh, but Miami, Miami's definitely a bigger worry because they're annoying. They, you, you got the Butler factor. They always yeah. play you tough. They make you work and they got a great coach. So we're going to get into matchups in a little bit. We're going to circle back just for a second to, uh, our Jalen Brown uh, situation. Brown, as you know, won the Arback Award before the season. <laughs> I mean, before the uh, he was awarded the uh, award the game. before the game. Um, here's Jalen Brown talking about it uh, after the game. Ex- okay. Extremely grateful. Um, I think Red Arback had a vision uh, for this organization, and then so many years later to see that vision still being maintained, I think is uh, amazing, and I'm grateful to be a part of it, especially when you. Are highlighting things that you know necessarily don't have to do with stats or analytics. Leadership um, on and off the floor, um, being able to receive an award um, for something that you know doesn't necessarily you see some type of value for um, that doesn't always come up in the stat sheet. You know, I, I appreciate stuff like that. You know, um, I put my everything into this team. I put my everything into this city and organization since I've been here. To so to see. Um, or to get that um, award, um, I thought mean a lot. I was grateful. Hey, good answer. Wow, I'm actually stunned. Legitimate, good, good answer. answer. Um, so that's Jalen talking about the award, which again we joked about it. Celtics pulling out all the stops here <laughs> on the we love, I love the Jalen. I love the commenter that said they're going <gasps> to rename it the Jalen Brown Award. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. True. No, I mean, he... Jalen looked. Jalen looked into the trophy, and he's like, "Is there three hundred million dollars in here?" Um, <laughs> yeah, and it says that I'm a. Go- it says it on the trophy that I'm a guard. When I should say I'm a forward. <laughs> Soon. When will then be now? Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's gonna happen. I guess I'm I've a changed my. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that forward guard thing is going to get funky. I've changed my thinking. I think Jalen Brown's going to be second team All NBA this year. It could be easily forward spots. So I think the late push and the Celtics finishing the second best record um, and uh, is going to help the way the way he closed all those thirty point games, especially when Tatum was struggling a little bit, and then a lot of the attention. And again, <clears throat> I talked about this too. My thinking changed a little bit on the uh, Jalen Brown um, national media tour because he continued it, okay? And then he does that puffy, puffy interview with Shams. And 
That to me was what he wanted the first two to be. That's my take. I'm just here to talk. I want me out there. I want people to know me more because mm-hmm. I may I may get buried a little bit behind Tatum and the MVP stuff and this and that. I'm a second fiddle. I gotta I gotta do me a little bit. No shoe. But I think some stuff came out in the first couple of interviews, which was more interesting to a lot of people. And the city of Boston and the Celtics organization um, definitely took some. Uh, you know, so they were collateral damage in what I believe was interviews that probably were designed to give Jalen more profile, to get him that all NBA and to make sure that he gets paid when it's time to get paid. And that's what that's what I now think doesn't mean that he didn't mean some of the stuff he said. It's just the attention, everything focused on that instead of what I think his intention was, which was. Don't forget about me, guys. Right. You know? I'm over here. But you know, over the, here. The, but the, but the yeah. thing about Jalen that that for me was most impressive was that all these different conversations about his future swirling around, the one constant that never wavered was his impact on the game. He never allowed all that outside noise to affect what we see on the floor. And and right. that, to me, you know, that, that says so much more about him uh, that, you know, makes you understand why the Celtics are kind of freaking out about the idea of him leaving because he's literally – Everything that you're going to ever want in a guy who, in the hierarchy of your roster, is the number two guy. You're not going to find a better number two out there. Well, don't call him a number two. Yes, what he doesn't want. He doesn't want. That. He sacrificed. He sacrificed. He also said tonight, you can't take being on a 50 win team for granted. Not always the case. And he's had other comments in the past this year about, oh, it's not a bad sacrifice. It's a great team play a role on a team like this. So you see those two things mixed in, John. I still think he feels the way he did on the negative front. All the comments he means all of it. He didn't, you can't unsay it. Yes. But Bobby. I do, I, I do believe that Bobby. That's what I think is that I think yeah. that, that was those things are interviews. True. I think he believes a lot of that stuff. They're all true. Yeah. yeah. And the biggest factor, as you said, John is probably that 300 million looming. We, all would have agreed you probably have to move on from him if he declines that. But I think all of us also found it inconceivable he would pass up on that. It would almost be a first yeah. uh, for him yeah. to move on from that. And the CBA makes it a little more interesting. He got a couple of questions tonight about the new CBA. Didn't address the Jalen Brown rule. Future. It's basically called the Jalen Brown rule. Yeah, because it, it allows him if Would traded, it be called the Jalen Brown rule if he didn't make noise in those interviews? Because it became part of the conversation about the Celtics losing him if he doesn't get super maxed. He's not the first person in history who's run into this situation. Well, you know, John, I, I looked at it the opposite way because I think when, he, when it comes to signing with the Celtics, he'll still <sighs> wait for the super max. I don't think that's... Of course not. Raise, he uh, gains nothing. It's much better to roll the dice mm-hmm. on making Supermax rather than sign it. So it's not going to help him. <gasps> but this still allows him more money elsewhere if he was traded this summer than leaving in free agency and going to another team, yeah. of course. Uh, so it did open the door to that in my mind. I think it made it a little bit more likely he would be traded if he did pass up on an extension this summer and continued to send signals that he didn't want to be here. This latest string of comments that he likes being part of this team, great to win 50 games, great to win this award, definitely shows, all right, you know, we're happy here. We like the chance to make this. He's doing some damage control. Yeah, yeah. this is, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, He's doing exactly what you should be doing based upon what has already been out there. You bring it back to the middle. 
Because right now, you know, he's viewed as being like, oh, he's, he's going to leave, he's going to leave. Bring it back to the center, back to the middle. I yeah. like it. I'm here to win. We're yeah. good. He's got a smart I, agent. He's got a very smart agent who knows what he's doing. Well, he, he, yeah, he's, he's, his agent represents, like, damn near half the team. So. Right. And, um, which is, know, which again, that's that's another factor that's a way at the end of the day. But bottom line is, and he's going guys big yeah, money. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's he's doing it the way you should be doing it right now, no question. Yep. By the way, uh, Sherrod and I both saw, and I actually just talked to him a few minutes ago, Isaiah Thomas <laughs> of the Pistons. That's my guy. Night, uh, who. He told a great story on Max's podcast about uh, when he was talking to Danny ahead of that draft, saying that. Jalen's a Celtic. You got to go with Jalen. And even talking to Brown about who had some skepticism about landing in Boston, you know, this being a spot for you. And, you know, I, he, he was talking about Brown winning that award tonight. And I said, yeah, I hope they're able to keep him. A lot of stuff going on around him right now. And he just said, they're going to keep him. So he feels no good about Brown staying. more about what the inner workings of the Boston Celtics than Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. So. Yeah. He feels good about Brown saying he feels good about that relationship continuing. Well, there's 300 million reasons why I feel pretty good about it, too. And I think he makes it and I think it quiets everything. Of course. And of course, if you do sign that uh, extension, you're ineligible to be traded for a year. And then he'll be traded in a year. (laughs) Uh, It buys you time. It's good for everybody to sign. But again, yeah, that's my, my thinking evolved. He, he was just trying to put himself out there. He said some things along the way. <clears throat> Conversation went in a direction he didn't necessarily intend, brought it back. And I think a lot of what you've heard, both in that Shams interview and recently, is like the messaging he wants out there, you know? And I think, again, it's, it's carefully, you know, cultivated, curated, and just make sure that, like, we're on point. But I think he's done enough. I think the team's finally realized, like, oh, yeah, we should probably be pumping his tires a little bit more. Um, and maybe they needed that little slap upside the head to kind of get it. Like, where's the love guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now they're, 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 you know, they're naming buildings after them. Um, and that's, can't fun. wait to see the yeah. statue. Yeah. Can't wait to the see Bobby the statue. statue gone. Okay. <laughs> it's Jalen with a mask, you know, <laughs> yeah. gone. Masked man. Samuel Hall, you know, Jalen on draft night. Boom. Right there. Uh, that'll be Brown Hall to you. Thank you. That's right. Brown Hall. Brown, Brown. Brown. No, that answer was great, John. You could see Brown in the past just brushing off that. I don't think that'd be cool. I, I think he wouldn't we even, do that. No. Too much respect. I mean, maybe respect. maybe not talk about it as glowingly as he did here. Um, I think that would have been possible in, in a different time. But I think he really made a concerted effort to talk it up and talk about it. If not that, being part of this team and how good that is for him. What's so funny is everyone thinks I'm like being nice to Jalen now. And I was being mean to him before. I'm literally saying the same thing both times. Like his, his comments were definitely concerning from a Celtic standpoint, because it raised uncertainty about whether, whether he was game tonight average, but but, um, you know, he was fine. He didn't play great tonight. Yeah. I mean, this, this was, this was what he, I mean, and and again, that's no knock against him. It's just that he's at that level where 25 points from Jalen Brown is like a pretty average night for Jalen Brown. Would it be stunning if they told him like, let's give it, let's let's go about 70% tonight. Like, no, I don't know. I think they just want to get, they just want to get home at this point, you know, like just get it, just, just get to the playoffs. You know, I, I, I don't think there was, this was not a max effort game. No. He went hard in transition. He's so freaking fast in transition. It's just a blur. 
Yeah, and those were key against yeah. this team. They had some trouble scoring against Toronto in the half court in that first half, and then he broke it open with the transition runs. That pass to Mescal at the end he of the game was great. He gave a lot early he, in, the, in the clock threes. That's usually the sign that you're like, whatever, but you're right. He did take it to the basket, too. Yeah, and I think he started 10 of 18 from two. Uh, it was a one of nine from three that killed them. I just like the little increase, and it's, it doesn't show in the assists, doesn't show consistently, but you do see the mild yeah. improvement in his court awareness. Against a team like this especially, it really shows. He got blocked five times going in the traffic, uh, and he's talked too about this being a tough matchup for him. So I worried that this one was going to go off the rails for him a yeah. little bit when he started getting blocked as much as he did. and he still Let's had a transition off of Jalen. I'll ask everybody once because we're going to talk about this a ton down the stretch here, but obviously – um, who would be the Celtics' toughest first-round opponent? Bobby, last. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, where are you at right heat. now? I've let, said let, heat. Bobby, long. paint the picture for us, okay? It looks like, very likely, um, the Heat are playing in that 7-8, so it could be Atlanta. Yes, the Heat now have a magic number of one to, to clinch seven. seven. Uh, the Hawks have a magic number of one Toronto to Toronto could eight, sneak so. past Atlanta into that eight. Um Bulls are kind of locked into 10 there. So, again, you never know what kind of shenanigans you're going to get, but it could be Miami. Bulls are officially locked Bulls into 10. It cannot be the Bulls, so it's Miami, Atlanta, or Toronto. Go. Is it my turn? Yeah. It's Miami. I won't accept any other answers. I'll, I'll accept Atlanta, I guess, but I think Miami's definitely you, – you mentioned earlier, John, and I've said it earlier on different shows, the Jimmy Butler factor for me. He turns into a different beast – uh, in the playoffs, he's a Celtics killer. Um, they just barely, barely got past him last year in a series that everyone thought they were going to roll over them. Um, he's like a man amongst boys out there. So that's my number one reason. Second reason is the coaching advantage. And I think it's even more significant this year. You've got arguably the best coach in the NBA against a coach who this is his first year. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, will determine, you know, how good of a coach you think he is. But certainly there's been ups and downs. And I think, you know, John, I know you don't really give a shit about coaches, generally speaking, but in a playoff series... I brought up Spo earlier. I know, but in a playoff series, it matters a little bit more because it becomes a little bit of a chess match. You know, you got to make your your change, your game plan changes from game one to game two and so on and so forth. So I think those are the two biggest factors for me. Toss in Bam, who, can, yeah, who has the ability to go off and has been Rob's daddy, I hate to say it, over the last couple of seasons, so... Um, those are my big reasons for picking Miami. And I just think that, um, that's not the matchup that you want. All that being said, I'm still obviously going to take the Celtics in that matchup. Whoa, your DSW store is having a mega sale with the lowest prices ever on best-selling brands, including Sperry, Merrill, Chaco, and Wolverine. Snack spring sandals, sneakers, and boat shoes for the family under $40. Plus, must-have trail shoes under $60. And kids' sandals under just $13. And hurry, these prices won't last. Get to your DSW store or DSW.com to start shopping ASAP. Sherrod. Oh, God, I hate to do this, but I have to agree with Jimmy in Miami. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it just, it's just too kind of uh, such a no-brainer. When you look at their roster, you look at the mental toughness, you look at the coaching at matchup that we talked about. But And, and Jimmy, you, you, you kind of threw him in there at the very tail end there. But Bam is the guy I worry about mm-hmm. uh, because when he's playing well, they're really, 
really good. Uh, and he has been – you talk about how special Rob is, but this is – Bam is the one guy that – does a pretty damn good job of making Rob look not so special. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been able to do that consistently. And so to me, that's partly why Miami <sighs> makes me nervous because they're again, Spo, the BAM factor, and they've got guys who have been at their best against the Celtics. Uh, and and the, in a playoff series, Boston, I think a win in six, but they're going to have to work way harder than they, they would want to to win that series. Like, they can't – the effort that we saw against Toronto tonight, you can't do that against Miami. Otherwise, your ass is done in five, maybe six games. So – That's a great point. Answers Miami, oh. obviously. I don't mind – I don't mind seeing them, though. And I think it's actually good for the Celtics. I thought he was going to say Toronto. I mean, too. I was ready for it. I just, I just don't think the Raptors can work back into that spot. They play their Celtics Friday and then the Bucks on Sunday. So it's that, possible. That's not the question. And I still think they the get The question is, oh, of yeah. those three, if you end up with one of them, who's the toughest? I think Toronto's <laughs> the toughest for the Celtics. <laughs> Well done, Jimmy. Well done. Why can't I say this after three games decided by fewer than six points? Looking at the Celtics and Heat this year, that's obviously been a very competitive matchup too. There's just something, and again, John, we talked about it going to these finals last year. There's just something I don't get about the Heat. And this year, most of all, them hovering around seven, them being unable to catch a Brooklyn team that was capsizing all year since the trades. And we they're, what, 26 in offense or yeah. something like that? I mean, looking right now, the Heat offense ranks 25th. The only teams that have worse offenses than the Heat are the Magic, Rockets, Pistons, Spurs, and Hornets. And the Celtics have arguably the best offense in the NBA. So I just don't see how they're going to be able to keep up point-wise. Butler has his big games, but he has his clunkers too. They're great defense. They keep teams within a point per 100. I get why people get a little worried because this is not a normal 2-7 series. This was the East Finals last year. But it's also a different team. You're seeing Kevin Love. You're seeing Caleb Martin. You're seeing Cody Zeller sometimes off their bench. And the guards haven't played as well this year, especially Kyle Lowry, who I don't even know how he's going to get into these games. I get it. I get it. Bam, the zone, that awful loss down there in January. Where Tatum I think you're convincing right yourself right in front of our eyes. No, I just get the argument, but I I don't get being fearful of them. I'd have the Celtics in five. Okay, that's the hard series, or no, that's over Miami. Yeah, so I mean, I don't I don't know if the answer is net Miami or Atlanta. I assume I'm. It's hard to worry about Atlanta. There's I know, but here's the thing: is it's hard to worry about (laughs) all of them because they're going to beat all of them. So again, you're talking about who's going to give you most problems. I think the answer is clearly Miami. I think the only obvious answer is that Toronto's clearly the third team um, of those three, like by like a massive gulf. Something's wrong there. There's no doubt. So I mean, you know, Atlanta. You know, again, I don't think Atlanta's beating you. I don't think. I don't think any of them are – I mean, if any of them take a game off you, you'd be like – but it, it'll be Miami. I can see that being a really annoying six-game series, you know, and like, ah, geez, you know, like just annoying. Everything about Miami is – everything about Miami is annoying. Is, yeah. The last thing you want is to play six, seven games. And they one. might. 
I think they'll have an easier time with Miami. It'll, they'll, they'll, they'll go to seven with Miami and beat the Sixers in five. So, so the Hawks, so are the well, Hawks a joke then? Are, are we all in agreement, I guess, the Hawks are a joke? I mean, I just don't think Toronto has the talent. Like, sure, they have length. They just – They have the talent. I just don't know what's nah, going on there good. this year. There's something behind the scenes that's wrong, clearly. I mean, everyone was I think it's actually in year. front of this. I, I, think, I don't think it's behind the scenes. I think it's right in front of all of our eyes. On the court? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the playing the playing so, is bad. It's in front of the Listen, scenes, they have, actually. They have Fred Van Fleet, Scotty Barnes. Pascal Siakam. I thought Precious Achua looked great OG. tonight. Uh, they have guys off their bench who do damage. OG's a great defender. Although Brown crossed them up big time at one point. I think nice. Brogdon did too. Um, they put the zone out there tonight and it did nothing. I, I don't know. This team, maybe it's just one of those groups that's had its day. The coach turned sour and their muck it up style isn't fooling teams anymore. Especially a team as talented as the Celtics. And he looks at the difference They're just gross. The offense is a mess. There's no doubt about it. But they held the Celtics down too, and they have in every game. Some really hard fought games up in Toronto. Nobody held the Celtics. The Celtics just jogged up and down the court a little. And it was also second night of a back to back. Starters on the second night of a back to back. Like it's just. I mean, again, if this was Toronto's best effort, who's still playing for stuff? This is sad. You know, I mean, this like this is sad. Well, it's all about the Celtics, right? In any of these matchups, if the Heat are able to, we know the Heat can't score with the Celtics. If they're able to hold the Celtics down and muck up the series and shut down Boston's offense, that says more about Celtics issues going deeper into the playoffs than it does sure. the Heat, right? These teams go up against them. Um, so that's that's what's lurking here is just the concern around the Celtics offense and how inconsistent it's been in the second half of the season. I hated that loss last night, John. I know you weren't here. I was taking your seat. Yeah, just people have been calling you Bobby Zanis the whole show. <laughs> I mean, you. I just don't get, John, how you lose the one seed, but you had a five-and-a-half-point lead on at one point, and you just go, doesn't matter. Does, who cares? It It matters. I don't know how much, but it matters. It's annoying that they're acting like it doesn't matter. But what I think they're trying to say is we still think we're really it's it's, again, an inelegant way of expressing confidence over the guys they have in the room. But what it comes off as is indifference. And I don't think that's what they mean. And so it it Mm -hmm. can irk you because we listened to that post game and we're like, what do you mean? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Washington one, <laughs> that was yeah. annoying to hear, but I really do believe, again, it's just... Well, look at your path now, John. Miami, Philly, Milwaukee. It's not easy. It wasn't easy last year either, uh, but they were rolling going into the playoffs last year, and they're playing pretty good right now. Like, I agree with you. It's hard to knock the numbers Joe keeps throwing out there. Number one in offense, number one in defense over this recent stretch of games, but he's also played the... Indiana's of the world and uh, some teams like that recently that have boosted that a little bit, killed the Bucks in a in a hot hot shooting night. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna understate that victory. That was super impressive. Yeah, but I don't know. You're still talking what now? 34 and 20 since that hot start. Top 10 in offense or so. I was looking at the numbers again today. Swaying drastically. Was tonight one of those three point nights? Uh, John, in terms of shooting over the league average and winning. 
So yeah, they they're able to win a few more of these games recently because I think they were playing Utah Toronto. Shooting under that, mm-hmm. man, <laughs> Toronto who shot eighteen point two percent three. Celtics shot twenty nine. Anyway, um, we're going to talk a lot more because again, tomorrow's game. I mean, Friday's game doesn't mean a ton, uh, but you might have a clearer picture of who that first round opponent was. B. So we'll be back. Miami plays Philly tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll have a, a cleaner picture. We'll talk about that game. We'll start doing some playoff picture stuff, playoff preview stuff uh, heading in. Uh, So we're back Friday night. Um, Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, Check us out over on Discord if you want. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. You want to kind of get in on any action. Playoff odds. Celtics are creeping, but I still think it's Milwaukee as a slight favorite. But, um, you know, I don't know. I still like the Celtics here. Um, jump over to Discord if you want to check that out and uh, and uh, and join in on the chat. We will be back on Friday. For- Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. 